0: friends in Christ, how are you doing today? Are you feeling maybe withdrawn? Feeling sad? Or are you feeling glad? You know, the last words of Paul's letter in that New Testament lesson said, you know, be glad and rejoice with me. And we do that because it's a very fitting theme for our thankfulness to have God's word in our hearts and in our lives. And the psalmist in Psalm 18 which uh, you saw one of the verses in our pre-worship screen, well, it says that, reminds us that this is the day. And we're also told why this is the day. It's because the stone that the builder rejected, the builders rejected, has become the cornerstone. And this is from the Lord. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The Lord is our cornerstone. And that is a day to rejoice. Why? Well, it comes from God. Jesus did it all for us. And we know that it's marvelous in our eyes. So be glad and rejoice with me. First, know that you are God's very own child. And second, know that you are God's shining lights in this world. In verse 12, the Apostle Paul, he addresses those Christians in Philippi He says, uh, you're my dear friends. And we know that faith in Christ made believers dear friends of Paul. Why? Well, the believers heard God's word. They were the ones who believed it and they obeyed it. And Paul says that they did that whether or not Paul was there among them physically or not. In verse 13, Paul's speaking about God's powerful grace. And he is the one who finds that it's God who works in us to will and to do those things, to act, in order to fulfill whose purpose? Not ours, but God's purpose. And we see here that this work is energy, and it's God's energy that enables us to do these things. God gave his believers energy so that we could have energy to do everything that would be for his will and his pleasure. And that leads us to verses 14 and 15, which we had read before. And Paul is talking about using divine energy without complaining or arguing. And you see grumbling there as well. Well, the reason for it is that they were children of God, and that's how they should act. Believers were members of God's house and also heirs of his kingdom. And living in a generation that's, warped and crooked there well the christians actions they're to be the opposite we're to be blameless and pure and paul concludes be glad and rejoice with me and why he and they are children of god and as the psalmist said earlier this is from the lord it's marvelous in our eyes all of us know what it means to be a member of a family And to have that loving care that a parent gives a child, it's even a sacrificial type of love. Even when they may not like some things the children are doing, that love is still there. And we're well aware, too, that our Heavenly Father, His love for us is perfect. It's not for just a moment, or maybe a period of time in a person's life, but it's always. And God's perfect love, that love for us, to make us his children? Well, think of that. We're children of God. We belong in God's family. John says, see the kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. And that's what we are. The world does not know us because it did not know him. And as a child of God, we trust in the Lord's care for us in our lives. This day, each day is what God is doing for us things like freely providing all that we need for our life. The child of God, well, we work to do everything how without complaining or or grumbling or arguing? We know that it 's all too easy to complain, right? You know we are the, having a sinful nature that we have it 's never ever satisfied, we always want something, and we know that. Well, there's always something wrong in the world, right? And there's always something wrong in our lives. We don't live in a perfect world. But our Heavenly Father, he knows what we need. And he daily provides every good and perfect gift from above, as the scriptures say. Paul, he reminded his fellow pastor Timothy, he says, Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we will certainly cannot take anything out of it. But if we have food and clothing, with these, we will be satisfied. Contentment is really only achieved by godliness. So be glad and rejoice with me. In these trying times, we have our hope, our comfort, and even our strength comes from the fact that we are God's children. And we know that there's nothing that's going to separate us because We are those children of God who made us his own. And we share in the Savior's blessings. And we know that we also share in his sufferings. During Lent, as we will, Lord willing, next spring, observe that again, we will focus on everything that the Savior did as he endured for our sake, for his creation. And not just a creation, but his brothers and sisters we know that Jesus was falsely accused. He was also unjustly condemned. Later, we know, crucified and buried. And then he did rise on that third day. And all of this, Jesus did for us. You know, we're heartbroken by his suffering, but we're also glad that he did that for our salvation from sin. It's Paul who said to the Romans, and now if we're children... We're also heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ since we suffer with him so that we also may be glorified with him. Rejoice with me through faith in Christ. You are a child of God. And also remember that you are God's shining lights. As I mentioned earlier, the ones who believe and follow God's word, we can appear blameless In a shameless type of generation, we live. And the way that we protect, or excuse me, the way that we project as those shining lights is when we are firmly holding to the word of life. And only God's word is life, only His word is truth. And it's also the only way. And with the Christians at Philippi and those surrounding regions shining as lights, Paul knew that his work was not in vain. And he goes on, you know, knowing that it was a time when he knew that he was at the end of his life. He's in prison, and he says, you know, my life is being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith. And as a result, Paul's attitude is simply this. He says, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. And what should be their reaction? So you too should be glad. And rejoice with me, he says. Paul was not sad or disappointed here. No matter what his situation was, he knew that the Lord was always there for him, holding him firmly in his hands. Paul knew that God would work out everything for Paul's good. Those words, it's marvelous in our eyes to be called a child of God, and that is what we are well, we know our gracious God doesn't stop there. Our loving Heavenly Father, he gives us the opportunity to have even that privilege to hold out that word of life for others. And one special group that does that is our Lutheran Women's Missionary League, or more commonly known as Lutheran Women in Mission, or the LWML. And really, their mission statement and motto says it all. As Lutheran women in mission, we joyfully proclaim Christ. We support missions. And we equip women to honor God by serving others. And their motto? The motto is, serve the Lord with gladness. Since 1942, the LWML has focused on affirming each woman's relationship with Christ. Encouraging and equipping women to live out their Christian lives. How? How? well, in active mission ministries, and also supporting global missions. And we know that uh, we have women here that are doing that every week. Uh, I see them here on Thursday mornings and sometimes in the evenings too when they have those times to uh, gather. I have the opportunity and the privilege to serve as the pastoral advisor uh, of our women's group here. And also, I'm a circuit visitor and overseer of uh, eight other congregations in our circuit to help them in their ministries. And also the LWML in each of those that we can. And I can tell you that these women, they all serve gladly for the Lord, not for themselves. Their love for Jesus is evident in their devotions, in the crafts that they make, in the projects that they support, and also in their fellowship. You can't help but be glad and rejoice if you're among them, definitely. Their love for the Lord, it reaches around the earth to faraway places. And one of those places is up in Alaska, where I've now led tw- my 12th team up there. Why? To reach out to the children who are up there. And the LWML, each year they will provide special projects and supplies and gifts for the children, so that uh, we can have them be joyful as well. It's well-received by the children and their families up there. And your support with that, uh, and your prayers and even your donations for that mission, that helps it all happen. This past year, uh, this church in Sterling, Alaska, where we currently serve, uh, they received a $5,000 grant from the LWML. Now, It wasn't from our Northern Illinois District LWM, It was from the Central Illinois District. Uh, So we didn't even talk about this thing together. But yet, here they're providing that. $5,000 for a computer and uh, networking so that they can increase their ministry and make it happen so that more people can be reached up in that area. And uh, uh, probably next year I'll be doing some work up there on that computer, the way it looks. Well... Whenever you or I, when we hold out that word of life, we do so as shining lights in that crooked and depraved generation that Paul talks about, that we live in today. We know that light's important. It scatters darkness. We need light to survive. And we also need light to thrive, to do great things. Our Lord Jesus Christ, we know that he is the light. And on the Sermon on the Mount... Jesus reminds the people about the value of light. He says a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. We are lights for this world. He says in the same way, let your light shine and shine before others so that they may see what you're doing and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Not to glorify you, but to see Jesus in you. The brightest light that people will notice today is the fact that we are still glad and rejoicing, even in the midst of trials that are going on in our life. Paul was one who you know, certainly faced that, being in prison. We can say to others, be glad and rejoice with me. And people will notice that joy spilling out of our hearts and into our lives in the things we say and do. Let's face it, there's a lot of gloom and doom in the world today even in our nation, at the present time. And we might be ready to join in with the rest of the world and be unhappy. But friends in Christ, we are the lights of the world. And that's desperately needed today. Paul says, For you were once darkness, but now you're the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Our blessing of our faith is to turn from the darkness, to live as those children of light. And we walk in that way, how? Because of goodness, God's goodness, his righteousness, and his truth. Jesus reminded the people at that time, and he reminds us too, you know, to see our shining lights, those lives that we live, in a way that we can praise our Father. Has your life reflected the Lord's glory? Has anyone asked you why or how you can be so cool, calm, and collected, even in the midst of some really troubling things, these frightening times that we live in? Well, we have the answer. The Lord is in complete control over all things. Always. The prophet Daniel says, Those who have insight will shine like the brightness of the sky. And those who bring many the righteousness, well, they will shine like the stars forever and ever. This is the day that the Lord has made. If you're hearing this sermon, well, then we know that it means you're alive. And even more, you are God's very own child. You are God's shining light. Remember, Paul, who was in prison, He still found great joy in the labors of his love for the Lord. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, go to God with thanksgiving and let your requests be made known to God. Rejoice. The Lord is near. Don't worry. Pray with thanksgiving. You're a child of God. You are a shining light. Be glad and rejoice with me. Today is the day that the Lord has made and also the tomorrow and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, who is your Lord and Savior. Amen.